Hello everyone, welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, Ross Legg, good afternoon, and Robin Hughes. Hello. Uh, fellas, since the Cricket World Cup ended, what have you, uh, what have you filled your time with? Uh, reading about the Cricket World Cup, to be honest. Just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> review after review. Yeah, I've been putting on Twitter polls to see what everyone else liked about it, a real community aspect of it. Yeah, Rob? Uh, mostly playing cricket. Yeah? Yeah. We had uh, IDLCC, the pod team. Had a triumphant match yesterday. Mm-hmm. You were playing against 70-year-olds, didn't you? Uh, I don't think any of them were quite touching 70. Yeah. 66, I think, was the oldest yeah. amongst them. He took a wicket, he got Max out. Yeah, he was he was swinging it around corners. <laughs> um, I I was denied a 50, batting second, chasing 50, um, because the ball hit the uh, the wicketkeeper's helmet. I mean, Five penalty runs. That's I needed one to get to 50. I mean, it uh, could, one it, to win. <laughs> it couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. <laughs> um, yeah. I wish I could say that the whole team weren't cheering. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week on the Cricket Podcast, we'll be saying goodbye, finally saying goodbye to the Cricket World Cup. Uh, and then we'll be taking a look forward to Ireland v England. Yeah, the inaugural um, test match. Is it a yeah. four-day test match, isn't it? It's a four-day test match at Laws. Ireland's first game against England in test cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be good. And then we'll just be doing a round-up of other cricketing news. Uh, before we get to that, though, we have had some correspondence this week. Uh, Ross, would you like to talk us through this? Absolutely. So, uh, Borbles got in touch with us. Yeah. Is uh, what he wants to be known is as. Is it Borbells or Borbals? I couldn't... Borbells. I'm just... Right, Borbals yeah, is yeah. a good, better name. Right, email yeah. it let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, so uh, yeah, he's been in touch and uh, it starts off like this. Hi, hoping this is the correct email. So, I mean, we advertise every week <laughs> yeah. like, what the email is. Thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been getting into the pod during the World Cup and been enjoying it, so I thought I should give back to you guys my one run-in with a cricketer, although not as prestigious a player as Matthew Hayden. I lived in Nottingham many moons ago, and while out in the city shopping centre, nature called. I entered the toilets just behind a rather familiar-looking bloke. <laughs> At this point when I was reading it, I was like, we've been sent smut. <laughs> <laughs> Some cricket um, slash fiction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was certain it was Darren Patterson, a favourite player of mine at Knotts. I was keen to try and say hello, but really just awkwardly stared at him as we both entered <laughs> neighbouring cubicles. Feeling a little, a little abashed, I went about my business only to realise I had no toilet paper. There was little I could do but to knock on the wall asking, Darren, any spare loo roll in there? I was past a very poor showing under the dividing wall, and in my request for more, to break the ice, I said, you usually hand out a fair few extras. Any chance of more? (laughs) (laughs) Silence and shoot. I received an icy glare at the wash basin, and he was gone. Strange encounter. From what I've heard, he's the dog racer now. Anyway, keep up the good work, and all the best going forward. Uh, That was a lovely story. That, that's um, fantastic. That, that I really fantastic. enjoyed that. Thank you for sending that in, Borbles or yeah. Borbells. And he tells the story well. He yeah, no, story he's, well. he's definitely put some effort into. into yeah, he's that. rewritten that a few times. <laughs> just, to, just to, he's probably sent it around his cricket club. They've all <laughs> yeah. kind of pitched in. Like, how can we get this as funny as possible? <laughs> um, Darren Patterson, a weird player to 
to meet out and about. Uh, sorry, uh, was he? Uh, was he well, a it's, one cap wonder for England? Well, it's, it's weirder that a favourite player of his. Uh, that is not, weird. Yeah. Like, no, no one's sitting there going, "Oh, my, my favourite player, Simon <laughs> Kerrigan." <laughs> <laughs> But um, if you've got any more stories, please do get in yeah, touch. Yeah, we'd love to hear about them. That is, fa- that is fantastic. That was good. That, that was up there with the Hayden story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get in touch with us at The Cricket Pod. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, or thecricketpod at gmail.com if you want to send us a, a long read. Yeah, more, more player encounters, please. Yeah, we want more player encounters. Uh, what I'd like to hear is, because um, in our cricket team we've had quite a lot of debutantes. So making the debut. Games. Yeah. Uh, if you have made your debut this year, perhaps inspired by the Cricket Pod or the World Cup, I mean, <laughs> probably equally inspirational. Yeah, hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, then let us know. We want to know, like, did you score any runs? Did you get any wickets? Did it go disastrously wrong? Um, I like that people like cricket is one of those things where when you pick it up for the first time, some people you can tell like just don't have any coordination or some mm. of the players we've played with. Yeah, no disrespect to any of them. Yeah. Um, but some people just take to it like a duck to water. They've got hand-eye coordination. They can catch a ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that, is a, that is an undervalued skill in society, yeah. I think. Yeah, not, some of them aren't even terrified of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we must be getting on with the show. So we're going to have a quick break and then we'll be back with the Cricket Podcast's World Cup Awards. To see the way my old man's painted <laughs> and my mum, it's... It hurts. Got it! Uh, and I can't remember what else. So this week, for those of you who follow us on Twitter, uh, where, can you, where can you follow us on Twitter again? We've done it three times. It's at the Cricket Pod. Yeah, there we are. We're expecting an influx now. Like, yeah. when, we, when we begged for reviews earlier in the year, uh, that works. So... Yeah, Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> this week um, we have been doing a series of polls, uh, asking various questions about the Cricket World Cup. Yep, uh, and we've got the results. We have indeed. Um, so we asked for the best batsman, the yep. best innings, the yep. best bowler, the best catch, the best game, best player. Yep, and then also the worst thing about the World Cup. Yeah, we did ask all those things. So we're going to go through and give some awards now. We've done this. We've decided to do this on a democratic basis, but like. At the cricket pod, us people, mm-hmm. um, we don't agree with all you listeners on, <laughs> on everything that you've chosen here. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was a good. It was a good. Uh, what was it? It was a good demonstration of why democracy sometimes fails. <laughs> it's a good reason why we need to ditch it as a system. <laughs> uh, so, best batsman. So there's four contenders. Yeah, who are the four contenders that we, we put out there? We had fan favourite David Warner. Yeah, he got two percent of the votes. That's not great. <laughs> That's a poor performance. <laughs> uh, we had Shakib Al Hassan. Yeah. Um, fantastic player for Bangladesh's tournament. Um, he finished in third place. Kane Williamson came in at number two. Um, pretty glued New Zealand together throughout the tournament. Um, but then Rohit Sharma. Yeah. The boy hit five centuries in uh, the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, pretty good going. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't think he deserves to be the winner. <laughs> Why, why do you not think that? Um, he's the luckiest batsman I've seen in a long time. <laughs> he did score the most runs, though. He did, he did but um, he was uh, in eight reprieves, according to ESPN. <laughs> um, he, was, <laughs> he was dropped below 15 three times in the, in the tournament, and then below 40 five times. 
But yeah. that's that's pretty. Oh, you know, like you you gotta ride your luck sometimes. You gotta punish it. I believe I completely think it's the right thing to do to punish the like people like Tammy Tammy Bell. Who, of uh, all the people I know to have a go at someone who scored runs after being dropped, <laughs> 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 uh, I didn't think it would be you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like in a sense, um, I get what you mean. I don't really remember any of the Sharma innings. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I know we had a best innings award, but. Like, I remember Shakib scoring the ton against Bangladesh and, like, basically being the last hope in every other Bangladesh game. Uh, like, Williamson in the semi-final and the final, and then Williamson against South Africa. Uh, Williamson in the other game where he got 100. Williamson against Bangladesh. <laughs> well, yeah, but, well, all, like, integral. They were match-winning innings. Um, I'd have probably gone Williamson, personally. Yeah, I remember um, Angelo Matthews. It was 80-odd against England. Better yeah. than the Rohit Sharma century. Yeah. He, just, he scored a century in England. Um, yeah, we got, he got a large... Kay Williamson was ahead for quite a long time, and then we, we sent a tweet to the Edges and Sledges podcast, uh, <laughs> who <laughs> completely mangled the poll. <laughs> no. we, we, honestly, we really value our Indian listeners. Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally don't agree. I think he got very lucky, but weight of runs. No, he did score yeah. nice runs. Yeah. I voted for Sharma. I think it was, yeah, he played Kraken. Okay, moving we moving on. Well done, Sharma. Do we do him a round of applause, or do we just say well done, Sharma? Well think, batted. Well batted. Well batted. That's well batted. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. So, innings of the tournament. Uh, yeah, I'll pick this one up. Uh, best innings of the Cricket World Cup. Uh, we had four options. Uh, we had Stokes... Well, who should we do in reverse order? I'm, I'm giving away the winner there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it in reverse order. So, in fourth place, we've got the aforementioned Williamson 106 for South Africa. Match winning innings, hits a six in the final over. You know, I, I thought probably better than some of the. Well, no, I mean, there were some good innings. Um, third place, we had Morgan's 148, the Afghanistan, notable for the 17 sixes. Didn't you? Notable. But it, was, that was, it, was, it was absolutely astonishing. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, but regardless, like, we have played against some very bad players, and obviously professionals play against yeah. the worst team, but it's like to do what he did was. Very, very impressive. No, it was the record for sixes in a one-day game. Probably the only time in a tournament where a batsman really dismantled someone. Yeah, that's in that way, single-handed. Like, yeah, uh, we didn't really see any like Dre Russing, did we? Gale didn't get going. No, and that was the the time when Rashid Khan went for a wicketless century, which is quite impressive. Yeah. So did you see today? Um, Golbadin Naib, so the captain, obviously yeah. parachuted in. Fired captain now. Fire Next captain. captain. Uh, <laughs> uh, Short-lived. Yeah, has come out and said. Uh, that his, his uh, fellow senior players didn't put the effort in, and de- like deliberately didn't put the effort in. So right. that's, that's true leadership from him, isn't it? That's quite an accusation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, in second place? Uh, I think this is a bit unjust. Carlos Brathwaite, 101 v New Zealand. I mean, it was a great innings, but ultimately futile. Yeah, but he took the game. I mean, like it, it, they had lost. They had lost the game, and then he scored 100. And they still it, lost. Yeah, I mean, they did, but like, they nearly won. Uh, and then there were, the Cricket Podcast best innings of the tournament was also in a not winning course. Stokes is 83 not out in the final. Mm-hmm. That'll, pre- that'll please um, a lot of the um, salty fans. On, so uh, many salty fans. Oh, it's so good. It's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like, please, could you just make it into a drug and pump it into my veins? The Australian Indian fans who hate the England of the Pro Champions is At fantastic. the beginning of the, this week's The Grey Cricket, so we've referenced two other podcasts that you can go and listen to if you hate this. Uh, <laughs> so far, the show. Um, they said, they, uh, they posed a question would it be better to be an England fan in 10 years' time? Uh, or a fan of another team in 10 years' time when the conversation is had 
about whether England's win should have counted. It's just a no-brainer. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how that could even be a question you'd ask. Well, like, uh... I think this was a tight run thing. I agree. The Brathwaite innings was fantastic. It, was, it looked like they were dead and buried. His hitting was unbelievable. And then Bolt, obviously, taking that catch. Not standing on the rope this time. Yeah. And it, that was fantastic. But Stokes just pulled it out of the bag, didn't he? Big game. But, big yeah. game player. It was a good innings. It probably did mean that England didn't lose the final. So, for important sake, we'll agree with that. Uh, <laughs> well, bad Stokesy. Uh, number three on the list, Rob. What have we got? Uh, we have best bowler of the tournament. Uh, so, which is not really a surprising one, this is it, really? Exactly. Uh, I think <laughs> so. The four candidates were Lockie Ferguson. Lockie Ferguson. Uh, we had the mighty Joffre. Joffre. Sir, Sir, Sir Joff. Sir Geoffrey. And then, obviously, Stark. Mitchell Stark. He was. Uh, he took over Glenn McGrath's record at most World Cup wickets. Yeah, most yeah. best ever. So, um, and then you, we might, had, you might be able to tell which way the poll was going. And then we had, uh, well, I don't know, India <laughs> normally have a thing to say about it. That's true, that's true. And um, Bumrah was uh, the Jas- other. Jasper, mighty Jasper. Yep. Hyper extension Jasper. He's a quality player. Yeah. I love his action. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, you never, however many times you watch it, it's still incredible to see. It must be one of those select. It must be like when people first started playing Malinga, like it was completely different. Yeah. And I just kind of see that if I was a batsman, I'd be focused. I'd be like, what is coming into it? Yeah. But he is absolutely quality. Um, and the polls did agree. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Lockie Ferguson finished in last place. Yeah. Um, if we did a best moustache poll, he'd be up there, wouldn't he'd he? He'd be up there. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I can't even think of another good moustache. No, I was kind of glad the yeah. Australians didn't do it this time. Like M- M- Mitchell Johnson. Yeah, like, okay. He can just get over himself, doesn't he? I yeah. bet he's completely hairless below the neck as well. Shape, <laughs> shape chest, like uh, Mitchell Johnson, legs. sponsored by Veet. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> and then you had Boomerah and Jofra battling out for second and third, but Stark was the obvious winner. Like, what uh, a wicket taker! Yeah, he was too good, wasn't he? He was too good. And he got a ball of the tournament. Oh uh, yeah, he made Stokes look like a moron. Yeah, <laughs> there was no uh, doubt about it. Stokes played well that day. Yeah, I said it was amazing that the uh, it was rated as like, was it twenty two percent to get a wicket that delivery. I was like. <laughs> who's, who's not getting out to that? Anyway, so moving on, captured the tournament. Yep. There were some great candidates. So I think the fielding on the whole was actually pretty good. Yeah, no, uh, I think uh, some teams are good. I think there was, there was a definite drop off the further down the top list you went. So I think uh, like Pakistan, not great. I don't think Bangladesh were fantastic in this tournament. Uh, I don't think. Afghanistan well, I mean Afghanistan fielded like a park team yeah they did um, like what was Mooney doing their coach has no idea what's but going then on. in the top four I, I think India fielded well I mean the, 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 the Jadeja alone <laughs> <laughs> makes them an above average above average fielding unit uh, England were alright and then the top two uh, New Zealand and Australia really killed it yeah I think the people who have got T20 competitions or their players playing a load of T20 competitions like clearly benefit like the, the standard is much higher yeah. than it used to be um, um, but anyway, we had uh, we had some great candidates, as I say. Guptill against Australia. Yeah. The top catch. Um, Cottrell. Yeah. The, the Sh- Sheldon Cottrell. What, How what? this didn't win. Oh. <laughs> the, guy, the guy is taking it. We ran over the boundary. And it's, still, it's, it's not like one of those things that you see in like the T20 blast, where yeah. it's just like, oh, well, it's a huge boundary. And it's quite easy. They can jump back and do it. This He was full-on sprinting. Yeah. He was full-on yeah, sprinting. I mean, yeah. So to even stop the ball would have been... Some of the best feeling I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm reliving it now in my head, yeah. and I'm still so impressed. Who else do we have? Um, with Mighty Stokes, 
Mike Stokes. Yeah, you see, he's, he's on he's on most of these lists, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but ultimately, Stokes, Stokes did win. Yeah. Um, the old diving diving one handed catch. That was a good way to start the tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, against South Africa. Very um, memorable. Question though, should he have been standing in the right position? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he came running in underneath the ball, then turned around and took a really good catch. But you know, basics, Ben. Yeah, but I think that. It, <laughs> it, it must have set the tone for him though he must have felt kind of invincible oh yeah no that. he uh, well he had a good knock in that game but, like Stokes was uh, fantastic for England this tournament I tipped it before the tournament and you all laughed at me I mean you've, 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 you've not been the biggest fan of Stokes until that point uh, well I'm still not I think I'd like Stokes as a person is probably not my favourite person but he is an attention seeker <laughs> and in a Cricket World Cup I think that's kind of what you need <laughs> uh, so well done Ben uh, we did get a tweet in from someone called Nick Little who pointed out we missed Nisham v India uh, in the semi-final which mm-hmm. was also a good catch but probably not as good as Stokes or Cottrell no but I mean, fine yeah. uh, best game of the tournament we discounted the final because it was the greatest game ever played yeah, it was the greatest ODI ever it was great sports ever yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by an insight, this is a cricket podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we discounted that to make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, and, well, yeah. Uh, so the four we had, in reverse order, New Zealand v South Africa. Only 5% of people went for that. Uh, which I thought was a little low. I thought it was quite a good game. Important game as well. Yeah. Uh, in third, Afghanistan v Pakistan, which I don't think was as good, but... You know, like Afghanistan could come quite close to winning. But, yeah, and then it was old uh, yeah. Goldblum Nibe strikes again. Good captaincy, but I'm quite a big man. Uh, India v New Zealand in the semi final in third. See, I think this should have been the winner. That was a great game. No, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed watching India lose <laughs> and Kohli lose. Um, well, there you are. Uh, endearing yourself to our India, India listeners once again. Boss. That's okay. Uh, but the winner was. Uh, New Zealand v West Indies. Yeah, the Brathwaite innings, um, catcher right at the end on the boundary by Bolt. Yeah, uh, the, the, the two hundred forty-eight by Williamson in it as well. Yeah, um, and I think personally, I'm a when it comes to cricket, I think two eighty in a one day is the best number of runs because it allows for some smashing and it allows some good bowling, and I think that game proved it. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so well done to. New Zealand and West Indies. New Zealand, you finally won something. <laughs> uh, so we've got, we've got two more things to go. Player of the tournament. The nominees are Ben Stokes, who, as we've uh, heard, has been up for a few of these awards. Uh, so he obviously played well. Um, we've got Mitchell Stark, best bowler of the tournament. Uh, Kane Williamson, uh, incredible batsman, scored almost 30% of his whole team's runs yeah. <laughs> in the tournament, which is fairly impressive. The official ICC player of the tournament as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, officially. But we don't no, no, store no, by no. any of those awards. Yeah. We do our own stuff. Uh, and the final nominee is uh, Shakib Alassan, who is the pick of uh, Connor Ray, uh, the noted cricket expert. Um, for anyone who used to listen to fallacy football, you will know how King Con operates. <laughs> so who do we think the winner was? Well, you're never going to doubt King Kong, are you? Exactly. It's got to be Shaquille. Yeah. Uh, he did have a good tournament. Yeah, it was just um, unfortunate that the rest of the Bangladesh team, they didn't completely let him down, but I just I think they, they missed, there was a missed opportunity Maybe they were him. intimidated by such brilliance. Yeah, they missed out. Sometimes I've like noticed that you, you get some players in cricket teams who, if they're the main attraction, are really good. And if they're like, I don't know, second or third course, mm. they they can't stand up to it. They're like, not that bothered. 
So maybe there's a few Bangladesh cricketers there where if they were the main event, they'd like, up their game. Maybe. They're just intimidated by Shakib. Maybe. It, As you may like, well be. Imagine just going netting with Shakib every day. <laughs> Smack you around, then he'll come and bowl you. <laughs> but I think um, also on, the, on this, we have to think of the people who weren't there, kind of the impact on some of the players of the teams. And you just look at the England players. We didn't obviously have an England player, we were Stokes on there, but yeah. Jason Roy yeah. like, yeah, completely big, changed big the complexion. Game, uh, of England. Yeah, if he hadn't got injured, he'd be up there on the run scoring shots. And I think um, a shout out needs to go to James Vince. I mean, his fielding was absolutely impeccable and uh, he bowed out at the right <laughs> time, didn't he, Roy? We actually uh, missed um, Sharma off of the best four players of the tournament. Um, he's already won one award. Yeah, I know, but Williamson got best bats, got two nominations, <laughs> and so did Shakib. But we missed Sharma off. Uh, and you could argue, and I think a lot of Indian fans will, that when Sharma played well, India played well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we said we don't really remember any of his like knocks, but they were better when they didn't lose an early wicket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's down to uh, India's poor selection yeah. policy rather than anything else. If you're um, going to pick <laughs> opening batsmen in the middle order instead of hitters, then I don't know what you're doing. Um, and Bairstow, which I think is kind of yeah. unsung for the tournament. Great fielding as well. I yeah, Bairstow, yeah. Um, so, I mean, once you, I mean, his anger issues are fantastic, so keep them up, Johnny. Um, worst moment or the worst thing about the World Cup so this is yeah. final, the final award and yeah. it's, I mean, it's it not a dig at the ICC but it could be it could be yeah. it could be um, if we put that up today um, we did and uh, so there's a number of issues I thought I think on the whole it was a pretty good tournament oh but, yeah I mean I say if we're going to if we do before we do worse why don't we just say like I mean personally I thought it was a good 8 out of 10 tournament yeah, I, I, I thought I, the games were good I thought the teams in it were the right teams I thought the format was acceptable I thought like there were like little things like not starting the games at the right time yeah not having two odd. games on a day yeah and that you kind know of stuff. Like, it maybe it's a bit long um, mm. but it's not too bad maybe, would we yeah. be saying this if England didn't win I think so I think there were enough good games that we would yeah um, if Australia won maybe not <laughs> <laughs> worst tournament ever <laughs> well I think like what do you want you want a group stage that Got, like has some drama until late in the group stage, which like somewhat fortuitously we did have. Yeah. Uh, then you want some knockout matches that are close, and we had two out of three knockout matches were pretty close. And there wasn't there wasn't too many landslides as well, which was quite useful. Not math, not loads. Yeah, most of the games were competitive, and I think that was sort of partly because lots, of, lot, a lot, a lot of the games were quite low scoring. Mm-hmm. So teams were never totally out of it, even when they lost a few wickets. They were only one partnership away from being back in it. Yeah. Uh, as you saw in the final, like mm-hmm. the, the best illustration of that probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the semi-final with India, where Jadeja and Dhoni like, nearly rescued them. Yeah. Oh, Jadeja's gone straight to like, some of my favourite players. <laughs> like, he's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Anyway, what, what, what was bad about the tournament? Uh, um, what did we choose as bad? For the so, so, so we had four things to uh, go from. Yeah. We had the weather. Which finished in last place before. I didn't think it was that Frankly, bad. if you voted for the weather, that's the worst thing about the tournament. There was only like four days when it actually rained. And but I people, there's, uh, cricket, uh, cricket fans love records. Yeah. And it was the most games oh, yeah, rained yeah. off at a World Cup yeah. ever. In but history. If you're a fucking anorak, do one. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the format we've kind of just spoken about, but we're, we're fans, I think. I think so. I mean, like, like we've said before, I think, Rob, you probably think there's more than anyone else that there should be more teams in it. Yeah, it could have done with 14 more teams, I think. 14, 14 more? more. Yeah. <laughs> 16, six groups of four. 
that's the, um, that's the line up we need only one team eliminated from each group so exactly. there, there's an, uh, what, a round of 18 yeah um, we'll have yeah. a super 18 yeah super 18 then everyone in that plays everyone twice yeah, at least twice. Yeah. And <laughs> maybe three times to guarantee fairness. And, re- and remember, the day, you're only allowed one game a day, and there, has, and there has to be a break day every single week at some point. Yeah. Yeah, we We've got this sorted. Yeah, yeah, um, e- ECB, if you need some planning for the hundo, give us a ring. Yeah, um, it would have been nice maybe to see like Ireland and Scotland or something like that. But don't yeah. particularly, Honestly, I got sick and tired of watching Afghanistan play for, for nine games. What about the Netherlands, though? They could add some They do wear orange. They've got one of the best cricket kits. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's only so many times they can bring Dirk Nenez out of retirement, so um, I'm not sure how that's Do you remember when we went to Amsterdam dressed all in orange? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Didn't get the greatest reception. (laughs) I would say an ill-advised decision in hindsight. (laughs) Anyway, back to the poll. Um, This is the thing I definitely thought was the worst. I I thought thought Sky did a good job on Brio. Oh, God, yeah. But the... Someone decided that, <laughs> that I mean, you've put this down as the cricket tarist. So That's the, the cricket tarist. The cricket tarist. If you hadn't seen this, I, like, I can't believe you haven't. But there's <laughs> people have converted cricket bats into guitars, or guitars into cricket bats, or whatever, and then decided just to play just rock music on it all the time, and like poor covers. Well, like, it's oh terrible. Yeah, um, I did some research. Apparently, they have got a playlist and. The idea was that they played certain songs at certain times. So, like, when the second wicket went down, they played, like, Song 2 by Blur. Right. Uh, when the third wicket da- went down, uh, Three's Magic Number, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody knew this. <laughs> I don't even think the guys with the guitars knew it. I think the music was just coming on, and they were like, oh, first few chords of that song. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. But and whether, were they going to every ground? Were they there yeah, every game? Everywhere. They like got heli- helicoptered across. I think I don't think it was the same. It. I don't think it was the same. With guy. that slightly detuned. I was, I was... <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely thought that was the worst. Um, but we did have some suggestions. So uh, Chris Brightwell um, highlighted the ticketing. So the ballot system was pretty poor, I yeah. think, and the way in which they did the tickets for the final, I think, could have been much more, much improved. Not if you were a ticket tout. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say even the touting was not of the highest quality. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Armadeep, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. stop. Um, yeah, we've also had a suggestion uh, in the umpires. See, I, see, I didn't think that they were actually. Horrendous, if I'm well, honest. We've, we've done, we did some analysis on it a few few shows ago. Yeah, stats maps, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, I think the final will leave a bit of a sour note in people's... Mm. High-profile error. Yeah. But ultimately, we, we, like the one run, as much as people kind of say, oh, it made a huge difference, blah, blah, blah. Well, it, ma- it, like... ma- it makes a... It, the, the state of the play makes a complete difference. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think giving Taylor out when he wasn't out uh, was pretty bad. Yeah, but then it comes down to everyone... And I think it, not giving Roy out was also pretty yeah, I, bad. <laughs> I, I agree, but at the same time, like Ross Taylor got out because Guptill made a terrible decision. Mm. Jason Roy in the game before that, Bearstone made a terrible decision. They yeah. know the reviews, and the review system is now part of the tactics of the game. Yeah. So they, they should know better, as far as I'm concerned. I, I disagree with the umpiring. I think it was all right. Uh, anyway, the winner of that was the lack of free-to-air TV. Mm-hmm. So the worst thing about the Cricket World Cup was the lack of free-to-air TV. Yeah. Which, no. Probably would have been better for everyone who lives in this country, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I just I just think that um, they should they could have easily had two games on a day and then maybe one on 
say Channel 4 or one on something or even yeah, the BBC rustle up bloody BBC 3 BBC 6 or whatever they've put on some digital channel why not put the cricket on there yeah. or, or one, we'll give it to YouTube or something even at the very minimum have the highlights on before like 1 o'clock wherever they were shown on <laughs> yeah, channel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Channel, channel 5 or whatever, yeah. channel 7 o'clock highlights that would at least be a yeah. half no, step they 11.30 highlights with 4 advert breaks <laughs> yeah. terrible absolutely terrible um, um, but anyway, so that rounds up our awards. Yep. Great tournament. We're going to miss it. I've, um, I've already missing it, yeah. But one thing I do want to comment on is my favourite piece of commentary. So we're not actually... Oh, not, so not, yeah. so there, there, was, there was obviously great pieces. And um, Jeremy Coney. Comey? Coney? Coney. Coney. Yeah. Look, Coney Island. Coney Island on, on TMS was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Ian Smith was fantastic in the final and the games before that yep. um, I think Atherton did a great job of winding the Australians up at any point on, yeah. the, on the thing especially Michael Clark always seemed to rise to it understated needling yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Ian, Ian Bishop Ian Bishop was my favourite yeah very very uh, good a modern day Benno so, and then uh, TMS's actually um, coverage of the final was especially for the final hour yep. if you haven't listened to it go, go seek it out it is brilliant yep. Um but there's one one little comment that I really liked, and that was um, the subcontinental flick of the wrist. And I hadn't, I hadn't heard that actually before in cricket. No, and it's I, like me. It's like a euphemism. Th- and that's exactly what I thought. Like, <laughs> when, when I said, I said they go a subcontinental flick of the wrist. I'm guessing it's uh, a description of the skill that Jack Price has acquired this season. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> and MS Tony flicked down to the leg side. Yeah, but uh, as you say, it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's, it's definitely has uh, other meanings, isn't it? There's definitely yeah. some other connotations you can take away from that. Um, so we, we're going to have a quick... Which we won't go into because we're not that sort of show. No, we, we, we rise above that, no, yeah. it's not. Um, but we're going to have a quick subcontinental flick of the wrist and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Yeah, bye-bye World Cup, I think we have to say that. <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> Oh, that's close as well. That's close. Given. Coming up now, Kemar pitching in line, impact in line, and missing the wickets. It's going over the top. Uh, so I'll be coming back on to you to the change of position. Missing by a long way. So umpire Darmacena once again has to uh, change his decision. Dharma Senal Dharma Senal Dharma Senal Dharma Senal Dharma Senal Dharma Senal Well um, I hate to say this because I don't like having to criticise umpires that's appalling so we're well and truly now back into test mode for just cricket in general. I mean, obviously the T20s have started, T20 Blast has started. Um, AB Davidia's lit up Lords the other day with uh, 80-odd um, in yeah, the T20. Not with lights. <laughs> yeah, his new floodlight <laughs> organisation. Um, he's, he's diversifying That's his uh, He didn't want to play the World Cup because it was still in development. <laughs> <laughs> Conflicts in schedule. <laughs> uh, no, but what's happening at Lords this week is Ireland are playing as England in their inaugural test match for... Well, at Lords. At Lords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a four-dayer. Yep. Um, so 
for those who don't know, Test cricket is typically done on five days, yeah. but uh, people are saying that's too long, and that actually games now don't even get to the fifth day. So why don't we trial a four-day tournament, a four-day format? So I, just to, before we get into that, I I think that five days is good because because it, if it's not getting to the fifth day, that means there's results. If you make it four days long, mm-hmm. and then you just get a load more draws, I, I don't I, yeah. No, I agree. I don't understand I agree. that. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, but the thing is, it's a huge thing as well. So this is a completely momentous occasion. So typically, England's test team, but actually their ODI team, have, used for a better word, have like pinched the best Irish players to come yes. and play yes. in this format. So Boyd Ranking, who will be in the uh, in the ranks for uh, Ireland. <laughs> um, Ed Joyce has made an appearance for England. I think it's ODI, yeah, though. He won't be playing. Yeah, uh, he won't play him. Retired, long, long <laughs> retired. Oh, <laughs> uh, Morgan. Oh, Morgan, current, yeah. current uh, England captain. So there's there's a huge, huge bit here where it's a, it's a really momentous thing, and, it, and not just for Ireland. I don't think. I think it's it's for England as well. I think they're going to enjoy playing against it's, it. It's another country we can't steal from, is it? Very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, Lock that off. And Tim Murta, obviously, is his home ground. So. Uh, He's going to probably wreak havoc, especially uh, if... Oh, Je- uh, I mean, Jennings isn't in the squad. Thank the Lord. But, uh, um, yeah. So, what I think is important, though, is to do a bit of a cricket podcast take on the fixture and give a bit of a background to Irish cricket. So, Jack, what have you got for us? Well, yeah. I mean, cricket in Ireland, most people, I mean, myself included, so I looked into this, thought that they just sort of accidentally got quite good in about 2007. <laughs> um, I don't know... What, do you know anything about Irish cricket history, Rob? Uh, it used to be quite a big game. Did used to be quite a big game before the Civil War, I believe. Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, so if you go back to the 1730s, uh, that's when cricket was introduced to Ireland. Um, we hope you're not driving right now, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, 1730s is when it was introduced, and for like 150 years, it was pretty popular. It was played in all 32 counties in Ireland. Um, by the 1880s, it was the nation's most popular sport, uh, according to like historians who've yeah. gone back to look at newspapers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they all played it. All the sports reports, there were more sports reports on cricket matches than anything else. Uh, research suggests that around 60% of the players were under 24, probably a bit like today. Good participation. Yeah. Uh, and almost all of them were ma- uh, unmarried. So it was a, a game for young single people. <laughs> Which hasn't really changed, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of them were Catholic as well, which is interesting when we get a little bit further into the story. Uh, it was played across Irish society from the landed gentry who like, um, like a posh and like things like cricket down to farmers. Uh, about 20% of the population, or 20% of the cricket population were farmers. Um, they, they produced pretty good wickets, I can imagine. But yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like agriculturally speaking, they probably hit the ball a long, long way. <laughs> um, apparently, one of the limiting factors was the cost of staging a game. Typically in Ireland, uh, what you had to do to arrange a fixture was offer a luncheon and a barrel of porter to the opposition team, mm-hmm. uh, and that was quite an expensive thing to do. So one of the limiting factors on the number of games that most teams could play was their ability to afford luncheon and porter. Wow. Uh, and there was a movement at one stage to remove the luncheon from the offer you gave so that the other team had to bring their own luncheon, yeah. but you still gave them the porter. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. I yeah. think we should start a petition to reintroduce <laughs> the re- uh, requirement to give a barrel of porter to the opposition team. <laughs> I think that would increase uh, participation yeah. tenfold. Um, anyway, um, what sort of happened though 
in the 1890s uh, was uh, a movement of cultural nationalism, uh, broadly led by the press in Ireland. Um, and kind of uh, what happened was people who played cricket or football, soccer, were vilified uh, as West Britons, uh, which is not what you wanted to be in uh, newly nationalistic Ireland. Okay. Um, the GAA, the Gaelic Association, Athletics Association, uh, who organise hurling, Gaelic football, those kind of games, mm-hmm. they were fully on board with this movement. And what they said was that anyone who wants to play a GAA game is no longer is, will be like you'll be banned from the GAA if you play cricket or football. Right. And so it's a anybody bit, a bit extreme, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It's a bit extreme. Um, yeah. So basically, not overnight. It took a few years. Some people were like, "Well, that's a ridiculous rule." Um, but as this sort of cultural nationalism movement grew, uh, so did the influence of the GAA. Uh, and um, a, like a direct quote from the founder of the GAA was our politics being essentially national social art athletics uh, that that I guess took hold mm-hmm. um, and alongside things like land law uh, land wars where tenanted farmers like used to play for their like landlords cricket team mm-hmm. um, kind of didn't want to do that anymore yeah uh, yeah cricket died <laughs> um, I was going to say it's just, it's um, kind of the two bullets to the head. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. People didn't want to play, and it was banned. Um, a lethal combination for any. Do you reckon there was like an, a back, like an underground cricket scene? No, no, at all. No, <laughs> no. no really. like, it's quite difficult to maintain a wicket underground. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with that bat, Ross? <laughs> 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 anyway, so yeah, the GAA they went they took it a little bit further than this. Um, they soon went on to ban anyone who watched foreign sports. <laughs> they banned foreign dancing and they banned foreign music from any GAA ground. Uh, but this I mean this carried on for a long time. There are a lot of people, a lot of, like the current Ireland team or the Ireland team that just retired. There are some quotes from them saying that like they take their cricket bat to school and people would steal their cricket bat, or if they were going to a game, they had to hide all their kit in a different bag so that they could go and not be. Assaulted, um, so like I mean, this was I mean, that would have been going on in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, so not great, uh, and like this band sort of went from nineteen oh one is when it officially started mm-hmm. um, until nineteen seventy one. So seventy years cricket was banned. Um, in the nineteen sixties, though, so just before this band lifts, um, TV becomes a lot more common and popular mm-hmm. in Ireland, and you could get British TV in. Ireland. And a bit like the Netherlands, actually. That's why the Netherlands has got this little pocket of po- cricketing popularity, because they picked up, like, the BBC broadcast of cricket. Oh, nice. And some people just watched it. Um, so, similarly, in Ireland, it, it, like, had a degree of popularity there. And then, like, moving through that decade and into the 70s, Ireland became a little bit more liberal. The society opened up. It was essentially a theocracy um, until then. Mm. Uh, anyone who's seen Father Ted... Like, that's what Ireland was like. Um, for cricket, anyway, like, this meant there was a slight uptick in popularity. Uh, and, like, weirdly, cricket became popular with some weird people. So Sinn Féin's Martin McGuinness um, is a big cricket fan and supports England. Still, though, like, sort of through this time, from the 70s onwards, they were generally crap. They had one scheduled game a season. They played Scotland. Probably not a fixture you'd go out of your way to see. Probably rained off. Um, anyway, from the from the seventies when they started playing cricket again officially uh, until two thousand three, they won one game. 
1980, they entered the Gillette Cup, the old Benson Hedges Trophy, the County Cup. Yeah, how did that go uh, for them? They lost every year for 24 years. That's unfortunate. Every they? game. <laughs> they did not win a game for 24 years. Wow. So... Fair play for them, just keep going. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, in 2001, they were in the qualifiers of the World Cup. They finished 8th. Uh, which placed of eight, eight, which placed them eighteenth of the eighteen associate and full members. It's, it's not reading too well, at the moment, yeah. is it? I mean, in, in two thousand six, they had a new CEO, and his first day, uh, he found out he was the only full-time employee for the Irish Cricket <laughs> Association. Surely, <laughs> they so that's own, his own. They fault. own two. They own. Two. That, that's <laughs> his own fault. There's no way you turn up and go. You agreed to take over an organisation and go and go. You, you don't ask the question. So who's going to be working for me? <laughs> They uh, they own two computers, um, and um, and they their office was in Sport HQ, which was the minority sport ministry in Ireland. Well, and so I mean, like, I guess you're wondering, like, why we talk about Ireland because it's been a pretty miserable story for the last hundred years. Well, I, I'm just I'm just a little baffled that I mean I knew none of this, yeah. and I, I wouldn't say my cricket knowledge is ridiculous, but I would have thought you would have at least heard about some of this. But yeah. this has never filtered in to no, the kind yeah. of I ego mean, bubble that is England cricket. The, the Irish cricket, cricket story to this point has been uh, most popular game in the country, banned, <laughs> shit. And then, and then uh, the golden generation happens, basically. Uh, they get through a load of players who, like some of whom are foreign born and naturalised, mm-hmm. like their captain Trent Johnston from the 2007 World Cup, uh, some are like the O'Briens, uh, Owen Morgan, Paul Sterling, Porterfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so people played pretty good county cricket as well. Yeah. yeah. Is this purely because of that one employee? That they finally managed uh, there's, to get there's the, no, no, it's, it's, by the, it's by the two computers. So what, oh, what, yeah. what, what they did was they, they ran cricket captain. On the, <laughs> yeah. And it's similar to like, the football manager kind of thing. Much, yeah. Yeah. They did a Monte Carlo simulation and they found out that these yeah. would be the best players. So they trained them really hard. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it was an early system of AI operating yeah. in Cricket <laughs> Island. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there was um, there's a coach called uh, Peter O'Rourke. I, think was, I know it was O'Rourke. I'm going to just get <laughs> <Just> make <it>. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Who was who was quite influential in certainly Owen Morgan and Sterling's early career. Um, so uh, maybe it was that. Maybe it was just luck. Um, to be honest, um, and, like, a few of them did get co- county contracts when they were young, which like probably helped Helps. a bit of finishing school. Um, in 2000, 2006 was their first official ODI, so I don't really know how official ODIs work. Is it for full member plays? Um, I've no idea. But yeah, so they've obviously not been at a World Cup at this point. Uh, they play England in 2006. Uh, England get 301. They get 263. Not bad. So that's a fair way to announce yourself as like a team that has never done this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we, we do have to clarify. At that point, it was against England. <laughs> and England, the, I mean, the sport hadn't been banned, and yet we were still shit for like 40 odd years. Yeah. So um, it's not too far yeah. away from the time yeah. of Rob Key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met Rob Key once. Yeah, I, met, I met him in a Nando's in Kent. How do you think about that? <laughs> Think about it. In two thousand and one, when Ireland were the eighteenth best team in world cricket, England were the worst um, full member, weren't they? They they bombed yeah. to the bottom of the test. Yeah, we, and we invented the sport. We were but below this... we were below Zimbabwe. I think that if there's going to be an undertale, it's us. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, they get they get to two thousand seven. They get to the World Cup. It's their first World Cup. Their first World Cup game 
Uh, it's a tie. They played Zimbabwe. They put 220 on the board. Last ball of the game. Zimbabwe need one to win. It's a run out. Where does that like? <laughs> and then lo and like, behold, <laughs> Ireland win on most boundary scores. <laughs> so Taylor's on his time. So it's a tie. Uh, then they go on to play Pakistan. Uh, apparently, before the game, the Pakistan fans were sort of heckling them and be like, "Going back to the pub, boys. <laughs> go and drink some Guinness." Uh, they went out. They bowled Pakistan out for 132. Um, at the break, uh, Trent Johnston, who's the uh, Australian yeah, yeah. who became their captain, went around the whole team, let them know that if they won it, like would change their lives. Like you don't want to go back to being a teacher or an electrician or a builder. Like you can be famous. Yeah. Uh, Bowled out for sixty-three. He's, he's, <laughs> he's quoted as saying, "I sure as hell don't want to go back to selling fabric." I think that's the PC version because I, I, I'm sure I saw an F-word quote. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a nervous chase they won by three wickets I think in the end uh, and so legend, legends overnight yeah they're legends overnight they made it to the Super 8 so they went on to beat Bangladesh and lose pretty horrifically to everyone else but you know that's cricket baby as Paul Sterling likes to say yep uh, 2011 this is where the story really takes off because what do they do Ross we've gone from the 1700s all the way through to 2011 um I think they come up against a, an England side. They come up against England, and it's fair to say they're up to it. Like all of the quotes from this game from the Irish players, like this, this is the game of our lives. Like, like whatever we do, let's like, like let's let's try and win this game. Yeah, and what did and England obviously not very well versed in kind of like not taking things too seriously. <laughs> Like they were just like, um, oh, you know, we've been rubbish for ages. We're still right for a little bit longer. It's going to be yeah. fine. Uh, so, two, yeah, 2000. Yeah, like England, to be fair, put 300 up. Uh, what happened? Kevin O'Brien hits the fastest century in World Cup history. I remember watching it. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was um, It was quite obvious from not that far into his innings. England were going to lose that game. <laughs> Um, and that coming like that culturally speaking that ended so if we go back like to the sort of early early 1400s early 1900s uh, we were talking about cultural nationalism and the movement in Ireland to vilify the West Britons um, and and, like make make themselves culturally distinct from England and the United Kingdom Mm -hmm. by beating the English they kind of excised that and established Irish cricket for itself um and they went from Sports HQ into the main building? Yeah, pretty much. Like, they, they had... To, in Ireland in 2006 or seven. there were around 10,000 people who played cricket. Uh, they quintupled that to 50,000. Nice. Uh, they are, um, yeah, I mean, like, so 2015, they were at that World Cup too. They beat the West Indies. Um, didn't reach the knockouts that time. And now they're, what, they're, they're an associate nation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's pretty good. Um, and kind of as a result of this golden generation it's a bit sad that it's kind of over in a sense like a lot of the players have gone uh, they were given test status in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, in, their f- in their first game in test match cricket they were playing in Zimbabwe for that? Pakistan oh, really? uh, yeah they they nearly pulled off a miraculous victory they they lost by five wickets uh, but they gave Pakistan like something like 180 to chase on the last day um, so you know gave themselves a chance there Um but yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we are now. They lost their other tests against Afghanistan. And they, yeah, they haven't been doing too well on kind of qualifiers. Yeah. So they're a little bit unfortunate. But... Like I say, I mean, they have kind of lost a lot of the of the good players. All the good players are old. 
Like the O'Briens are old now. Mm-hmm. Just as one of the O'Briens are retired, actually. Niall, maybe gone. Uh, you've lost Jack Johnston. You've lost Moody. Um, and these are quite big big players. But, you know, with 50,000 people playing, their whole game plan, apparently, is to be the New Zealand of the Northern Hemisphere when it comes to cricket. They get consultants over from New Zealand cricket to mm-hmm. help them set up the game there and, like, work out how to identify talent. Um, and that's what they want to mimic. And you never know, it might work. Uh, over the next four years, they've got 16 tests scheduled, so they should be playing sort of four test matches a year. Kind of worked for Bangladesh, didn't it? Yeah. So it'd be good. It'd be interesting to see how they go. Um, that whole journey starts with England this week, doesn't it, Rob? It does indeed. Let's do a little preview for that match. Uh, we might as well start with the Ireland, uh, as we've just had uh, an extremely extensive history of their... Uh... <laughs> Cricketing pedigree. <laughs> That'll be released on a bonus DVD. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's still awake, hello. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, this is Ireland's third test match, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, last one was against Afghanistan in March, which they lost quite comprehensively, I think. Um, so they've dropped four players from their previous test squad. Um, I think... Is that because of retirements or is it just... Lack of form, I believe. Okay. Um, and I think they're already going to be, uh, in this uh, match against England, they're all gonna be, already going to be up into the mid-20s in terms of number of, number of players used in test matches. Whoa. Which is quite an impressive <laughs> number in your third match. Yeah, and this is, it's not really the way to go. Like Bangladesh figured that out. They were just like, well, we need to get, we're going to identify some talent early on yeah. and then just yeah. give them the run. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's, it's something you've got to get used to, right? Yeah, well, I think they're trying to. They've, they've brought in a couple of young players and see how it goes. I think in like their first test as well, there were a few people who hung around to play that game. So I yeah. think like Ed Joyce played in there. Uh, like Niall O'Brien played in it. Didn't yeah, yeah. Did both are playing it or something like that? Like there, there were people who were like would not have been playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, without that test. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they've um, yeah. So they've dropped four people. They've brought in three new players: Mark Adair, Craig Young, and Gary Wilson. So we'll see how they get on. Strong name, Gary Wilson. Exactly. Um, in terms of names uh, listeners might know, uh, obviously we've got William Porterfield, captain. Mm-hmm. Captain Fantastic. Yeah, amazing, he's still around. Yep. Um, Andrew Balbini. Yeah. All-rounder, decent yeah. player. Uh, we've got Boyd Rankin, obviously, as mentioned before, previous England test player. He's going to be, uh, I think I read the first player to play for and against England in test cricket since 1926 or something like that. Yeah, Sky played for Indian, Indian yeah. against us. I mean, he had a bit of a torrid time for him, didn't he? It was a one-cat wonder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he did go on that awful Ashes tour, though. It was the la- yeah, last test of the Ashes, um, and apparently he was half injured as well, but thought he couldn't turn down the opportunity to play, so tried to play yeah. through it and uh, didn't go too well. Uh, and the guy who's going to destroy the England batting lineup, Timmy Murtagh. Timmy Playing on his home pitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he loves Lords. He just absolutely tears through teams with his uh, medium pace doubly doublers. Resource against the granddad. There, exactly. Yeah. We but can't handle it. It could happen. <laughs> it definitely could happen. And then, I, w- I wouldn't say this is a banker. <laughs> no, no. There's one, there's one thing in my head, though, that because Jennings isn't in the side, yep. maybe the likes of Rory Burns and Jason Roy kind of opening up might mm. actually... Be like, oh, we've played against this guy before because it's county cricket. Right, let's see, we'll, we can do this. Yeah. But I'll let you continue. Okay. Uh, the only other mentionable, I think, for Ireland is Paul Sterling. Also Middlesex lad. Middlesex lad, and he's in pretty good form in international cricket. So they played some uh, ODIs against Zimbabwe recently. They're uh, long-time foes, as we know. <laughs> and they, so Zimbabwe, I think that it was uh, half rained off, so it was uh, turned into a 13-over aside match. 
the optimal amount of overs. Perfect, perfect number of overs. Uh, Ireland were chasing, and Paul Sterling came in and smashed 83 off 36 balls. That's rather good, isn't it? 83 not out off 36. So if he can do anything near that, then we could be. Scores 36 off 80, it'd probably be all right. Well, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's that's a great that's a great round of the Ireland squad. And what about England? So England, uh, so obviously we're coming in as World Cup champions. We haven't mentioned champions of the world. We haven't mentioned that, have we? Though. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't been listening, if you if you want to go back and relive England being champions of the world, we did a whole podcast on just that. (laughs) Feel free. Last week. Uh, yeah, so we uh, have chosen to give a rest to uh, Ben Stokes and Josh Butler, mm-hmm. um, thanks to their tireless work in the final. It's nice that Ben Stokes is getting a rest after a different type of knockout competition this year. <laughs> good. Sorry. That's good. Um, we're also uh, semi-resting, semi-giving in- injury breaks to Mark Wood and Joffrey Archer. Is, is Joffre Archer the first player ever to be rested for a test match having not played a test match? Uh, it's hard to tell whether he's actually resting or whether he's still got side strain. So Yeah, they said he's injured, I think. Yeah. He might but, be out of the first Ashes test. But you're, I mean, a side strain, but there was a video earlier going around Twitter of him out in a nightclub grinding in Barbados in a nightclub. <laughs> 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 I think go, Joff, go. I think what he was actually doing was stretching. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like anyone, it's, a, it's a dynamic stretch. Anyone <laughs> who's had a, a muscle injury before knows you're supposed to rest it for two or three days and then you've got to get it moving, do some stretches because you don't exactly. want there to be any scar tissue because yeah. that can make the injury a lot worse. There you go. Definitely, definitely. Uh, okay, so then we, yeah, we're resting a few people. Uh, we've still got eight of the team from the World Cup um, in the squad so we've got a decently strong team out plenty of experience in that lineup. plenty of experience and then we've got three newbies three uncapped test players in the squad so I've already mentioned Jason Roy so yeah Jason Roy um, one day wonder um, yeah. who's in good form some people think he might not be able to make stuff up to Red Bull cricket mm-hmm. um, he doesn't actually play that much Red Bull cricket uh, although in the it's last probably one of the reasons it's one of the reasons that. <laughs> yeah. um, but over the past three county championship seasons he's averaging 50 how three. many games though? Mm, about 10 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean yeah it could be worse go ahead the runs yeah people have got into the England team averaging a lot, a lot less than that very true uh, and then we've got Ollie Stone fast bowler mm-hmm. yeah, it was unfortunate to miss out on the West Indies yeah, because he's picked in that squad and I think got injured, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, and yeah, like we were saying, so Archer and Wood are both out. Uh, England's main fast bowling options uh, over the past uh, since since start of 2018, Mark Wood average pace is 139 clicks per hour. Uh, Jeffrey Archer 138, Ollie Stone 137. So he's the next cab yeah. off the rank in terms of pure speed. We are going for pure speed now, aren't we? That's that's just what we do. That's yeah. our strategy. We've been the Anderson approach, uh, minus Anderson. I mean, so he's still sort of around for legacy. I think um, I think they've kind of they've, they've positioned Wokes to take over Anderson's role. Hello. I, th- I think that's where. And then I mean, I mean, Broad. They could easily put him out to Bastion before the Ashes. Take him out, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. But it does help when England have the what two of the best ever Test bowlers. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the last debutante uh, is Lewis Gregory. I've no idea who he is. All rounder, um, swing bowler. <laughs> yep. Um, over the last three seasons in the Captain Championship, uh, his bowling average is just under twenty. Yeah, it's pretty good. So that's it's better than nothing, isn't it? Uh, batting average. Well, just... it's not better than nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it says a lot as well that yeah. he, he's he's placed with uh, Somerset. So I mean, that's a, that's a spinner's paradise down in Taunton. Yeah. 
And so to actually bowl, bowl those figures, he must be making it mightily impressive. Uh, and his batting average is just under 25. So not great, yeah, but better than his bowling average. Mm-hmm. So he's qualifies a, as an all-rounder. He's a bit of a big hitter as well. That 25 average is actually pretty much like a, that's like a 40 smashed yeah. or zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, like you were saying, Ross, um, with England maybe transitioning towards uh, Wokes as a opening test bowler, perhaps. I think Lewis Gregory could be a kind of understudy for Wokes, mm-hmm. doing a fairly similar job batting at seven or eight. Um, He's not, he's, not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not too young though, Gregory, but he's been, been around the box, but a bit of experience, never hurt anyone. A good option to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so who's your money on, Rob? One, actually, final thing to add. Okay. Um, not technically a debutant, he's had a few games, but Rory Burns. Mm-hmm. He has managed to guarantee himself uh, a pair already. Really? Yeah. Because he has given an uh, interview saying that uh, this test match against Ireland is an opportunity for him to cash in. Oh dear. And that there is a chance to score runs. Do you reckon that people who play for Surrey and support Surrey just have something <laughs> just genuinely quite, like just uh, something wrong with them? An ego problem. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I mean that is a ridiculous yeah. thing to say. Like England, this, it would be the perfect thing. England have the opportunity to really capitalise on the brilliance of the World Cup. Yeah. By losing to Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, someone should tell. Rory, that there's chop score runs in every game, mate. Exactly. <laughs> there's also a chance to uh, absolutely embarrass yourself. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. it should be really, really good. Yeah. It's going to be an entertaining one. When does it start? Yeah, the 24th. Okay. After this extensive research, who do you think will win? If you want to get some easy money, yeah. I think you can get Ireland at 30 to 1 for this. Wow. <laughs> Which I think, you know, they're not great, as we've heard from the history, but this is England. World champions uh, with players under pressure to uh, to perform to get into the Ashes team, which is a prime location for an England fuck up. Yeah, and it's, just, it's one of those. We're also bad at Lords. Yeah, we're, bad, we're yeah. bad at Lords. I mean, I don't think Joe Root's actually a very good captain. So, yeah. And I think we're very prone, especially with a batting lineup that we're not too not too set on. Yeah. there's a collapse. Definitely. We're always on the cards. Moeen's coming in at six. Oh. Well, <laughs> 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 I love Moeen. I think he's a great player. Yeah, that's not a, that's not yeah. a thing you want. Uh, right, very good. Uh, well, should we take a quick break and then come back with whatever else we've got? Absolutely. Watch the ball and try and whack it as hard as you can. Oh, I got high. Uh, I was gonna grind out some really impressive wins. But then I got high. No, you wouldn't. Uh. So, another cricket news, uh, relegated to the last bit of the show. <laughs> yeah, would you mix it up? Mix <laughs> after, it up. after occupying prime spot for the first 20 episodes. Yeah, so it's like Moeen Ali's batting position in tests. We started him out, we tried, tried him as yeah. opener. Didn't really work. Tried him at three, didn't really work. Yeah. So we're, we're demoting him down yeah, the bottom. Yeah, he's down the bottom now. Uh, we have the 2020 Blast has started. We haven't given it much fanfare. We gave the IPL a lot of fanfare, but that's not the IPL, is it? Well, Absolutely. A.B. de Villiers is playing for uh, Middlesex, as we certainly came in and was brilliant in yeah. his first game. Um, Kent, Spitfires, are off to an absolute flyer. Are they? They are. They are leading the way. Um, Somerset have got a player who... It's like a hybrid between Kevin Peterson and Joss Butler, and I mean that's quite a quite a thing to be. But um, Tom Banton, who's a young guy there, yep. absolutely amazing. He's got this shot, which is um, it's not even a reverse hit. He just switches the bat round with his hand, it literally, and just taps it, and mm. it's um, all all in one same motion. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
But other than that, yeah. it's, it's just good that T20 cricket's back playing. Yeah, a lot of people have been at the games. Uh, I, th- I think there were like 13,000 people at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. For, for maybe not the Rose Bowl. Um, for uh, a ground. <laughs> at some of the grounds. There have been like record attendances for the first week, um, which is nice. Yeah, uh, well, I think what's good as well is that a lot of, a lot of the uh, counties have actually... I'm not sure if they've frozen their ticket prices or kind of adjusted it to try and get more people into the ground. But like kids are going a little bit cheaper, so they're coming through. Um, Lords still being obviously. Lords, you can go for 15 quid. I was 40 quid for tonight's game. Well, I don't know what seats you're looking at, but I had a look for some law seats, so 15 quid, and you can take a bottle of wine in. So. I've seen in the pavilion, obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the big news for me was Cameron Delport's 129 in 48 balls in a rain-reduced 15-over match. It wasn't in 15 overs, was it? 15, 1-5. I, I thought it was less than that. No, I think it was 15, and, and Essex scored like 240 back first, <laughs> uh, which is pretty funny. Made Max upset. Max, obviously, a sorry member. It was, yeah, but sorry gave you a good go. They got, what, 170-odd? Yeah, sorry lost by 80. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, in, in other news, Blast-related news, uh, did anyone see that Owen Morgan said maybe they should just scrap it and play the hundo? Yeah, it's, 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 I'm not sure what... Like, ECB just going, you have to say this. Or is he, just, he just genuinely thinks... That, I don't know. I've heard him... Like, there's, he's, he's got a few quotes where... He like basically any format that he happens to have played or just been played or asked about, he'll be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, for me it's my favourite to- uh, format." He said it about Test cricket, fifty over twenty twenty, and T ten. So he's just probably trying to get that quote in for the hundo. Maybe maybe it's some kind of bet he's got with a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the play is the blast. That'll continue. We'll probably bring more updates. Yeah, but and uh, Owen Morgan news. He's been uh, signed by the Dublin side. Oh yeah, for the Euroslam. News, yeah, the yes, Euroslam Euro has been the, the draft for that happened. Pornhub's Euroslam competition <laughs> in uh, the Netherlands, Ireland, and Scotland. Two teams uh, each. Um, it should be pretty. They've got some, they've got some good oh, actually, players. I'm probably more excited about that than the Blast. They've got some good players. Yeah, yeah, they're attracted. Yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, Shahid, uh, Afridi's Afridi's there. retirement. Yeah, well, well, Ben McCullum's there. Yeah. They're going to have a great time. It's like the MLS of cricket. <laughs> Except with like actual good players that are still playing. Yeah, a question I do have is so that... Like, they... he's, like, Afridi, by his own admission, is now about 50. Yeah. <laughs> so don't trust my birth certificate. <laughs> he just came out and said it. It was just like, oh, was I 30 when I started? Was I? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, what, what is interesting, though, is that they're playing in Ireland and Scotland. And I mean, I'm not really sure what the weather patterns are like in the Netherlands. But it's been played in like the end of September. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... I'm not holding out too much hope. It could be pretty inclement all round, I reckon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be a few five-over matches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, anything else in the, in world news? Yeah, there's, there's quite a few things, actually. Quite a lot of happening in cricket this week. Probably the biggest news that wasn't the World Cup ending, or, well, Ireland, um, Zimbabwe have been kicked out of cricket. <laughs> I'm not. That's, oh, that's again. That's happened again. Yeah. Um, the ICC, uh, it's not, it's a little bit opaque, like what what's happened I think um, it's something to do with the government meddling in the Zimbabwean cricket board's affairs I think maybe they suspended the old board and appointed a new board right but this is something that has happened in other countries so India at the moment they have a cricket board that's court appointed I think because of some scandal so like this this literally does just happen. Uh, why they've taken it on Zimbabwe in the way they have, no one's really sure. Players haven't been up very happy about it. A few of them have been tweeting things like, what should we do? Just burn our kits and go and get other jobs. <laughs> uh, 
difficult, difficult situation. Yeah, I mean, the ICC, we're obviously not fans of the ICC. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, they put a good World Cup on, mate. <laughs> They're better than FIFA. Are they? Nah. It's close, are, isn't it? FIFA are pretty... They're probably uh, better than the Olympic committee. I reckon, the, I reckon no one's got as many watches as Seth Blatter does in like, the cricket <laughs> uh, Anyway. His half his personal wealth is tied up in gift watches. <laughs> uh, so Zimbabwe, we'll see how that develops. It's a little bit sad for them. Uh, India. India have got a game or series in West Indies coming up. They have indeed. Uh, it's played dur- during hurricane season. <laughs> Don't know why, <laughs> but it is. Uh, they, they were going to use the opportunity to rest a few players, I think. Um... So the news essentially is some people are being rested, some people aren't. Kohli is still the captain, and the the story is he's going to the West Indies to shore that up because Rohit Sharma made a play for it. And he's like, well, if, if I go, Sharma is the captain and like beats probably a bad West Indies team, mm-hmm. I'll be out of the job. Uh, so he's going. Uh, Dhoni, on the other hand, is spending two months with his parachute regiment. Right. Okay. Yeah, that and that's the story. He's, he's not retired. People thought he might retire. He isn't playing. He is spending some time being a soldier. Fair enough. Uh, any any comment on that? I didn't know it was... I mean, national service isn't a thing in India, is it? No, no, he's like... Uh, a, voluntary national yeah, service. He's like a reservist. Oh, right, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, he had his old um, camo, camo gloves on, didn't he, for, uh, well, for the game? Well, that's what it was all about. And then the camo, camo hats, uh, camo, um, mm. camouflage hats, didn't they, when, um, was, it, was it the Kashmir stuff that was going on? Yeah, well, it was the World Cup, you're not allowed to do it. Uh, well, no, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll I mean he should be, he should will retire. He, play? He, should, he should retire. It's like Chris Gale. Chris Gale should yeah. get It's out. an unusual route to take, though, isn't it, at like 402 years old, to, <laughs> to sign up for a parachute regiment. He might be angling for some sort of preferential um, pension system. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Because he doesn't have enough money. Famously poor MS, don't he? Maybe. Not not an icon of the richest sports league in the world. Well, (laughs) he's he's extremely fiscally irresponsible. (laughs) Maybe uh, maybe India actually have some kind of like training mission in the Caribbean and it's all about him making a grand entrance Mm. and just just helicoptered in to to the the wicket. He turns up. India are going to go five down, he's going to parachute in in pads. I mean, just save the day, boys. (laughs) Pant off you go. Uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of soldier he is. I, I think he'll probably be okay. Yeah, he'll leave. You know, like you say, he'll leave it to the last minute, and then he'll come roaring in with the cavalry, <laughs> win the battle. The ram, ram. I've seen it in Game of Thrones countless times. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, the women's ashes, Ross. Yeah, the women's ashes. So uh, unfortunately, England can't do anything now. They can draw it, but ultimately, the ashes have been retained by Australia, um, and. I mean, it's not surprising they've been completely outplayed yeah, every, every step of the way. And uh, I mean, this game was a draw. Um, what I do have an issue with is that the ECB didn't actually organise a new pitch being prepared for their test match. So England play one test match a year. Uh, it's a four-day test match, um, and the ECB, I think, were really quite disrespectful. Actually, didn't bother creating a new pitch. Um, there was Australian press saying, "Oh, they didn't do it because um, it's a used pitch, and England have got some pretty handy spinners." Um, I don't think that's very true. That's massively overestimating our spinners. So just to give you a bit of background on the pitch, so I know this is classic cricket talk, talking about pitch, but it's 40 days ago that it was last used in New Zealand versus Afghanistan. Um, And that's just, ultimately, when you're trying to get women's sport participation up, especially in cricket, 
and the love of the game actually to go a bit, a bit higher and improve mm. the reputation of it. This is not the thing to do. Um, but ultimately, Australia battered England out of the game. Well, they lost the day because of rain, but England, uh, England just couldn't get near them. There was an interesting declaration. England declared beneath the total they needed to stop the follow-on. Um, and so Australia had the choice to bowl and, I don't know, I guess let England slog and maybe post a total of 100 uh, with 20 overs left. Mm. Uh, or bat and automatically win the game. And they chose to bat. And some people were like, oh, they should have bowled to make a game of it. Yeah, but I, I, just not what... I, <laughs> I, just, I just find it amazing when people kind of try and do this. Like, all Australia had to do was draw the game. Yeah. But why would they not just go, yeah, all right, we'll just exactly. bat again and bat these guys out of the game? Um, if that had happened in like the men's ashes and, and a team had been like, oh no, we'll just take the massive risk back. <laughs> we did, we did. Michael Clark did it, didn't he? He gave England, when England had to chase, what was it, 180 in the final day? We did it. Like, yeah, well, well, yeah. Um, um, but Perry is an amazing batter so she hit 116 and then 76 not out um, in test matches against England she has scored f- over 400 runs and only be dismissed once yep. like, that is phenomenal yeah. and she opens the bowling bats four opens the bowling and is awesome ruins the game slightly but yeah that is the women's ashes unfortunately it's gone they've still got three T20s to play so England can get a bit of pride back but ultimately their p- performances in the ODIs in this one not good enough so that's that I think isn't it it is in cricket beautiful all hands from Roy off the legs bread and butter for Johnny Bairstow four more big D for Joe Root he's just ticked along first six of the innings Morgan chains it into the leg side it's another six that's six more six more Six more and 50 for Butler from just 22 delivery. Just Butler taking England to a famous win. Well, thank you very much for listening to the show. Um, please get in touch at the Cricket Pod on Instagram or Twitter and email us. The Cricket Pod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.